0: You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Emily. I'm Ben. We're part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers by connecting them to adults through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities.
1: You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, Mm -hmm. how did they get that job? What is that job really like? And keep on listening. We
0: would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Please note that information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety.
1: Today we're joined by Nicole Mello.
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. And uh, Nicole is a outreach and clinic manager with Diente's Community Dental. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about your organization and, and what it is that you do?
2: Yeah, so uh, Gentes is a non-profit dental services clinic, so we actually have three standing clinics within Santa Cruz County, and one of the jobs that I have also, I manage the outreach program that we have, so we provide dental services at, at different sites throughout Santa Cruz County.
1: And could you tell us, what does the outreach program do for people who might not know?
2: Yeah, we... In a nutshell, we provide dental services and oral health education for those who can't make it to the clinic. So maybe they don't have a car, maybe they have a disability that makes it really difficult for them to get to the clinic. So that our outreach program diminishes that barrier for them.
0: Okay. Yeah. And can you tell us more about your background and how you got this position? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long road for me, honestly.
2: I went to five different colleges. Wow took me seven years to graduate, so if it's taking you a long time, don't feel bad about yourself. <laughs> um, I changed majors three different times. Wow. I always knew I wanted to be in healthcare, so growing up, I unfortunately became very familiar with it. I've had about 11 different surgeries, always in and out of doctor's offices, so it's a familiar environment. I always knew I wanted to help people, and I kind of started out with probably like a lot of other people not knowing exactly what I want to do, but I knew I had a general idea. So I started off school, couple of years, changed, couple more years, changed again. Um, actually was on the wait list for the dental hygiene program at Cabrillo. So I had kind of settled on that, like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And then I got a job. So you're at the wait list, it was about two years when I was on the wait list. So I was like, well, I might as well get a job. Right in the dental industry since I've never worked in it before, <laughs> so I should get some experience with that. And I got a job in corporate dentistry, and then it just kind of took me from there. I had, I wouldn't call her a mentor, but somebody that I worked really closely with, she really encouraged me to take my education further. So I ended up, at this, at this point I didn't have a degree. I had, two, I had two AA's, but I didn't have a bachelor's degree. Uh, I ended up going back to school <laughs> again. Uh, finally got my bachelor's degree and was planning on going to dental school. So that's where I was. And when I finally graduated, If you've ever been in college for that long, you probably know that it can get really stressful. (laughs) So I was pretty done at that point mentally with like tests and stress and all that. So I needed to take a break. So I was taking a break. I wasn't working in the dental field at that time. I had to leave that job to finish my degree. And taking a break, getting ready to study for the, the DAT, the dental admissions test. And at that time, I got a call from Dientes. And they had a temporary position open for one of the jobs that I currently do now the outreach program manager and I said well I might as well start saving up for dental school since it's so expensive right. <laughs> and I accepted the job and here I am today still at the job so not at dental
1: school obviously <laughs> <laughs> right on. yeah and what, what were the um, the first two majors
2: so the first major, I started out at, out at UCSB, okay. and they didn't really have like a specific major that was good for, um, I wanted to be a, a PA, so physician's assistant at that time, and the closest major was biopsychology. So that was my first career path, so my first two years were dedicated to biopsychology, and then the rest of my career path was dedicated to kinesiology. So my second career that I was (laughs) going to (laughs) do was a physical therapist. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I had that and I did end up with a degree in kinesiology because at that point through that many years of school and that many schools, I had so many units that they wouldn't let me change my degree to something more pertinent to the dental field.
0: And what is a typical day or week like for you?
2: With outreach and the clinic, honestly, I'd say that no two days are the same. Every Mm day you walk in and you're like, what's gonna happen today? Mm -hmm. Um, We could have really cool events going on with our outreach program, or we could have maybe like a small disaster in the clinic, like the mm. power went out, or it's really kind of everyday. What comes. are some of
0: the events that you guys have?
2: So we don't host really our own events, okay. but we just participate in, in community events. We only provide services at the Project Homeless Connect mm. um, events, there's one in Santa Cruz and one in Watsonville, they do them annually, so we provide actual services at those events. Other events, we're just giving out our information, resources, all that mm. that stuff.
1: Okay. Can you give us maybe an overview of the duties and responsibilities that that you you're involved with?
2: Yeah, so I manage uh, both front front and back office staff. So. Um Scheduling coordinators, we call them, but most people would know them kind of as a receptionist. So those that are answering the phone calls, scheduling your appointments, handling mm-hmm. all the, the front office stuff, and also dental assistants. I manage all the facility issues if anything arises, equipment repairs, scheduling of the doctors, mm-hmm. and we, we really focus a lot on quality. So that's a big piece of our organization and while we're affordable dental care, we also really want to make sure that everybody's getting quality health care. So we believe everybody deserves to have options to have quality health care. So we've really been focusing on that in the past few years. So making sure everybody finishes their treatment and making sure everybody's returning for their cleanings and exams, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's a really big piece of my job. Mm -hmm. As a clinic manager for outreach, the majority is getting word out about our services and what what we can provide to the community, setting up contracts and scheduling days, tabling events, all that kind of stuff.
0: And how many people do you typically interact with and what kind of environment would you say you work in?
2: So typical interaction, uh, the clinic that I work in
0: right now, it, it is a smaller
2: clinic, so it's a three chair clinic. So on, mostly we're...
1: Sorry, is three-chair clinic small?
2: In our operations, yes, it okay. is small. Okay. So <laughs> I have actually managed the smallest clinic that we have, so three dental operatories, if, if that's a little three bit more clear. Sorry, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um Our second largest clinic is in Watsonville, so they're currently a four-chair clinic. And then at Commercial Way, that's our biggest location, and our, our initial location, the home, home base of mm-hmm. Dientes. Uh, has 15 chairs. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's a big operation there. They see about 100 patients a day.
0: Oh, wow. And what skills or qualities would you say are the most important to have for your job?
2: I would say adaptability is is a really big piece in my job specifically with both the outreach and the, the clinic program. Creative thinking is really important. I'm always thinking how I can get the word of the entes out and how I can help the community and provide resources. You definitely have to be self-motivated. In the jobs that I work in, it's really important. You, you're the one responsible, so you have to get out there. People don't know about you, you can't help them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say those are really big attention to detail, super important when you're working with contracts and that kind of stuff. And we're really big on cultural diversity and sensitivity, so that's a really big piece.
1: Mm. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Ben and I'm joined by Emily. We're speaking with Nicole and learning about their journey to becoming a clinic and outreach manager.
0: And what is the most surprising thing that you've learned? While on this job? How many things you can do at once <laughs> if
2: you put your mind to it? <laughs> <How many>? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't sat down and count, but, okay. but yeah, it's especially I think people, if you know a little bit about the nonprofit world, you don't always have the resources that you need, but you really have to go out and get them. And like, mm-hmm. kind of like I was mentioning earlier, like it's up to you. So you have to be responsible and, and getting The resources that you need, and multitasking, and making sure that everything stays on track, especially when you're working with patients who have appointments, Mm -hmm. that's a big piece. Because if they're coming in to see you at eight thirty, they're they're at eight thirty. So, you can't be willy nilly over here doing something you don't need to do.
1: (laughs) Do you have like a regular nine to five schedule, or do you have odd hours sometimes?
2: I would say generally I have a pretty set schedule. Our clinic hours, we open early. So I'm normally at the office between like seven, seven 30, mm-hmm. but depending on the outreach piece as well, sometimes I do have to work Saturdays or evenings if we have special events going on. So that part is pretty flexible.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, um, and you were talking earlier about like creative thinking involved the job. Is that one of the more rewarding aspects for you is being able to use that kind of creative thinking in a way that's very practical and, it's you know, very useful.
2: Yeah, I I love thinking creatively and thinking in different ways to help our patients and our community. And sometimes when it doesn't work out it's it's a little bit disheartening, but when it does work out, it really hits a cordon. And, and the thing about our job is that you can see like the fruition. So when I see a patient come in that has no teeth, right. And then a few months later I see them with dentures and the difference that it makes and for them and being able to go to job interviews and feeling comfortable opening their mouth. A lot of them, it affects their day-to-day life. So being able to change that just really feels good. Mm -hmm.
0: And what would you say some of your favorite projects or moments are, memories that you have from your work?
2: I think every day there is always good memories with patients. Mm -hmm. I, I swear there's always a happy patient every day that's thankful for our services, but I think as far as events are concerned, the the Connect events are hosted. Those are really impactful because we can help patients right then and there who don't have access to healthcare, and we can see them and take care of their issues same day.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there a stressful aspect of the job that is tough for you or is, you know, any, any difficulties that you've, you've found basically?
2: Yeah, I think kind of going along with the multitasking thing, right. there's always a a stress level with that when there is a lot going on. But I've really learned how to prioritize in working in this job. And I think that is applicable to all jobs, not just my own. Um, being able to prioritize what what is the most important and, and get that stuff done and then move along the list. Uh, learning how to delegate <laughs> if you yeah. have people to delegate to, which I finally do now. I'm so thankful. Like, when I first started, it was just me. Um, so did
1: you, did you ever get just swamped and were just like, how am I going to do this? Like, yeah,
2: yeah. If my boss is listening, I didn't do this, but I worked a lot <laughs> of hours sometimes. And sometimes I had to take my work home, but that's not that's not necessarily what we want to do. So now I have the staff, and that's one thing about the Enthes is they really appreciate staff and respect their personal time and, and lives, and they don't want us to be working 70, 60 hours in a week. They really want us to, when you're at work, you work, and when you're with your family or or doing your personal time, that that's what you're doing.
0: And can you explain more some of this, like services or how you help these low-income families or people that need a little more assistance getting to healthcare services?
2: Yeah, definitely. So kind of a a little bit about our program is we do see patients who have Medi-Cal, so state-based coverage, and we see patients also who are completely uninsured. So we are not allowed to see patients who have private insurance, um, just because there's so many resources for them Mm -hmm. in the community that there's a lot of dentists who accept Blue Cross Blue Shield or X insurance, but there's not very many that accept Medi-Cal. The prices that we offer for our uninsured patients, we have a sliding fee schedule. So it's based on the federal poverty guidelines and how many people in their family that they support. So we offer, there's four different levels and like I said, it's based on income and how many people they have in their families.
1: Do you know like the threshold? Yeah, like what's like the maximum? I'm, I'm curious.
2: We don't have that. Okay. We don't have that. But uh, at a certain point on the sliding fee schedule, if you're yeah. at the highest end, you could essentially get pay the same prices at a private office. Right. And so at that point, it's based on environment and accessibility. If our office is really far away and you can get a resource that's five minutes from your house, so it's just patient preference at that point.
0: Okay. And what would you say some of the biggest obstacles are when it comes to outreach?
2: Outreach is such a great program and it provides much needed services. I would say the biggest challenges that, that I face in it is that Every single site is essentially like its own program because you're communicating with different people, different times, different patient bases. So we work at a couple different skilled nursing facilities. The way that I work with one of them is completely different. From the way that I work with the other one, um, so in in one of the programs I work with one of the nurses to get on the schedule and, and do things uh, for the patients that way. And the other one I have to I work with the the social services director there. So getting the documents is different. The sizes are different. How many patients we see. The schools program, which is our largest program, where we go every six months in during the school year and we provide preventative care for the children, is that's the most puzzle piece one because we, at one school, talk to the principal. At the other one, we need to talk to the office administrator. And the hours of the schools are different. Mm -hmm. The bell schedules are different. Mm -hmm. How many students of which grade we're seeing. So the biggest obstacle is that it's essentially like a 35 program unit instead Mm -hmm. of like the outreach program. People think of it as one Mm -hmm. thing, but it's really like 35 different (laughs) And
0: do you see like children and adults or just adults or what? Yeah, so
2: the the basis of the outreach program is to remove transportation as as a barrier. So we find that the more often that we're seeing younger children or seniors. Mm -hmm. And so those are usually the people like kids can't take themselves places and their parents have jobs and they maybe can't take time off. A lot of different factors there. So we go there. skilled nursing facilities in wheelchairs. Maybe they don't have family that can take them to the appointments. So usually we're kind of on on the spectrums, mm-hmm. but I'm working into getting uh, more into the middle age group. So we're working into getting into a high school and we do have a one-chair clinic at the, the Homeless Services Center. So uh, right down here on Coral Street. And uh, we see a lot of patients kind of in the middle age there. So
1: mm-hmm. And can you give us an, an example of, like, what some of the, um, the education might be like? Like, like for example, is it like going to a classroom and doing, like, an hour-long presentation or something, or is it?
2: Yeah, so we have a couple different ways that education looks like in our program. Mm-hmm. So we consider school-based education, where we do go into the classrooms and do about 15 to 20-minute presentations on how to floss, how to brush your teeth, how long you should be brushing. Right. What do cavities look like? Kind of kid-centric uh, presentations yeah. and allow time for questions. Um, that's kind of the big education piece. The second part is basically every appointment we consider an education session. So if during your cleaning, you guys have had cleanings before, <laughs> yeah. I imagine. I- so the hygienist is probably like, oh, do you floss? and or you're, maybe you're doing it wrong. I never realized that, something that that was going part, on.
1: Of the, um, part of the education. Yeah. I just thought yeah. that that was like part of the, um, you're doing it wrong kind of thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, we're not chastising. We right. really want to educate. So yeah. it's it's really just about education and wanting to make sure that you're doing it right. And, and getting you to come back for your follow-up appointments. And if you're in for a cavity, kind of maybe giving you an explanation of, why that's there. I mean, obviously I'm not a dentist, so I don't really know, but do you brush your teeth after you eat a candy or before you go to bed or kind of just getting that information. And at that point too, it becomes individualized education because it's a conversation between you and and your dentist and you can figure out where the the missing link is. Mm -hmm.
1: For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to what to be at KSQD 90.7 FM, Santa Cruz. I'm Ben and I'm joined by Emily. We're speaking with Nicole and learning about their journey to becoming an outreach and clinic manager. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or your future is our business.
0: And how many visits does DNTs have per year?
2: So thankfully, it's been going up every year. <laughs> um, but this last year, we saw about 40,000 visits. Just
0: in the Santa Cruz County area? Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So with our programs, we provided 40,000 visits.
1: And um, can you tell us something that you've learned or taken away from this job?
2: Wow. I mean, I feel like it's, I've learned so much that this, I've had this job the longest in my professional (laughs) career. Mm -hmm. uh, And I feel like every day I learn something new, but I've learned a lot about myself in this as well, and um, realizing that helping people and being motivated by our mission, which I believe that everybody in our organization is as well, it's very meaningful to have that, and being able to be purpose-driven. I know that's such a like buzzword right now, but it's really, it really is important to be motivated to do the work that you're doing every day and, and enjoying it and making a difference. So that's a big piece that I've learned.
0: And is there something that you wish you would have known before this career choice? Or As an
2: adult, you realize you don't really know anything <laughs> until you do it. <laughs> uh-huh. The yep. older I get, the more I realize I don't know. It's like you learn less, <laughs> but you're learning more. Yeah, um, you
1: realize how much empty space there is for all the knowledge yeah, that you're missing.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think there's a specific thing that I could say, but I, I'm really grateful to have this experience and to make an
1: impact. Could you maybe tell us about an accomplishment you're particularly proud of through the your career?
2: Um, I would say... This last year, I was fortunate enough to add six new schools that were in need to our program and provide services to, that's about 180 kids. Nice. Yeah, so getting them some dental services and, and helping them out. So I think that, so far, that's been the biggest accomplishment, but I know there's more to come.
0: Mm-hmm. And what are the requirements for new patients? So for new
2: patients um, at our clinics, it is a little bit different just due to, to capacity issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a three-chair clinic can take less people than a 15-chair clinic. Um, so each clinic is different, but basic is kind of either medical or uninsured. Um, and you can just give us a call, and, and we can answer any questions from there.
1: Perfect. Any advice for anyone who's interested in pursuing this career?
2: Be in it for the right reasons, for sure. It's It's really... A great job but it's not something that you can just show up no. to and mm-hmm. and just go through the day if that's really what you want and you just want to get by I wouldn't do this
0: would you say that you were already like passionate about um, health care services for all before you this position or did this position kind of spark that passion for you I would say a
2: little bit of both Okay, so I Working in corporate dentistry, I knew that was not what I wanted to do. Just the way that um, the operations were run, and it didn't—it wasn't patient-centric. Mm-hmm. At the Enthes, we are a hundred percent patient-centric. It is all about the patient. If they're not coming in to get services, we don't have jobs. Right. Um, and we want everybody to get the the quality care that they need. So. So yeah, being in corporate dentistry that made me know that that's not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So once I was able to kind of stick my foot in the nonprofit door, that really opened up a lot for me. Before that, I did a lot of stuff like I donate blood frequently. I'm on the bone marrow transplant list, mm-hmm. of like so that kind of stuff. And but being in in the nonprofit community, it's opened my eyes to so many people need help and. Even if you think, oh, I don't have what it takes to help somebody, you, you probably do. So I actually also just, um, actually it's been about a year, but I'm a big sister through mm-hmm. Big Brothers Big Sisters mm-hmm. of Santa Cruz County. And that, some, that's something that I learned about after being a part of the ENTHES and being a part of the Santa Cruz County nonprofit group. There's just so much out there. And honestly, it just takes a little bit of time and it's really meaningful mm-hmm. to those around you.
1: Yeah, that that uh, answer was something that we get um, that I think we've seen a lot is that if you don't have the ethical foundation, it's kind of like not worth it. You know, yeah. like the um, like if you don't care about the people, mm-hmm. really, there's no point.
2: Totally. Yeah. Did yeah. you tell us
1: about like your your first jobs, like your first like. Like, were you working at, like, a Burger King or something? Or, like, you know, just what were those experiences like for you?
2: Yeah, so I actually, I wouldn't necessarily consider this my first official job because I wasn't on the payroll until I was much older, but my dad owns a business. Hmm. So I grew up... Summers going and working, working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my grandmother also owned a spa, and so I worked in the front office there. So I got a lot of basic experience. Oh, cool. Really young. Um, but my very first I'm official on the payroll job, I actually worked at, at Sports Authority, which doesn't exist anymore. So you might not know what <laughs> Does that it is. Existing? No, they actually they had to close down. Wow. Yeah. So sports authority. I started as a sales associate there and I worked there for quite a while and I did gain a lot of experience. I ended up finishing as a visual merchandiser there. So I did all the displays and all that kind of stuff. So Mm
1: -hmm. did you take some of that like sales experience into what you do now at all? Like, do you think there was like some, some, yeah,
2: I really, I don't feel like what I do now has anything to do with sales. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I guess it is kind of, It's not really selling, I guess in a term, it's selling what people actually need. So it's really just getting the information out there. Mm -hmm. But I guess definitely the same core principles are involved about how to talk about yourself and get the information out in the proper way rather than selling somebody something they don't need. I feel like everybody needs dental services, so I don't feel like it's a sell. Okay. Yeah. Makes
0: sense. Is there anyone or anything that inspired you growing up to enter the healthcare field, or?
2: Um, not necessarily to. En- I mean, all the doctors that did all my surgeries mm-hmm. <laughs> as a kid. There was probably at least five of them. Um, just the different interactions and the nurses. So my first experience was actually at Lucio Packard. I had some surgeries when I was as a younger child, and the environment there. While you're you're at a hospital, it just it is very warming and you know Mm -hmm. that those people are there there to help you so I would say just starting there that's been my general healthcare influence but I would say specifically dental wise the uh, managing dentist that I initially worked with in corporate dentistry who now works at the Enthes (laughs) as well she's Mm -hmm. been a really big uh, influence for me
1: and um, how do you maintain a healthy work and life balance
2: Thankfully, Dientes is really good about this and they're like, you worked too many hours, go home Mm -hmm. or do this. So it's really, they're really balanced and you worked four hours on Saturday, so you need to take that time off somewhere else. They really, burnout, is another buzzword, such a huge thing, Mm -hmm. especially in the healthcare industry. So we do everything that we can to avoid that for all staff. We actually just implemented a wellness program, um, so we're super excited about that. So it really does... Your family comes first. Mm-hmm. Personal stuff comes first. The work's going to be there when you get back. So they're really good about at preaching that.
0: And is there anything you haven't done yet or any future goals you plan to achieve or hope to achieve? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I haven't done. <laughs>
2: I feel like I, I'm really just, just getting started and I see my future in this field for a long time.
0: Uh, what advice would you give to high schoolers or people that are about to graduate from college? Ooh, that's a good question.
2: I hate to say don't listen to people older than you, but really kind of take an inventory of yourself and what you want. I was so unsure at that time that I just latched on to anybody who said, do this. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to graduate high school and I'm supposed to go to college and I'm supposed to get a job right after that. I don't think I've ever done anything that I was supposed to do mm-hmm. <laughs> that's gotten me here. And really, yeah, just take an inventory of what do you want to do? If you really feel like you need to take some time and figure it out, figure it out. Um, it's, that's probably the hardest thing to do is really figure out what you want to do and who you want to be and as those pieces start to fall into place and you get kind of at a, a position like I'm at right now it's like it just goes from there mm-hmm.
1: okay um do you have any um last things you'd like to share with us like a website
2: yeah so we do have a website it's dientes d-i-e NTES.org, and on our website, you can find out a lot more about our programs and our phone numbers. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much, Nicole, for coming on the show.
0: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning into today's Career Story with your hosts, Ben and Emily, on our show What to Be, with today's guest, Nicole Mello, who is the Outreach Program Manager and Clinic Manager at Dientes Community Dental Care.
1: If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at what to be at ksqd.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening.